0: you have to be selfish. It's necessary. If you actually want to be there for everybody else in your life, if you want to be a better brother, sister, you know, husband, wife, partner, sibling, friend, coworker, the list goes on and on and on. But if you want to be better at any one of those categories of your life, then you have to turn inward first. And so we don't pour from an empty cup. You pour from like, you give from like what's running over. That's, that's what you share. And so you have, we have to turn inward and fill our own cups what's up and welcome back to the very best self podcast it's me your host victoria brown and do i have a great episode for you today like do i have a great episode for you uh, the answer is absolutely 110%. Yes. I have Mike Udell on the podcast today, you guys. He is the co-founder of Campus Protein and Beam, uh, which is at You Can Beam on Instagram. And he is also a cancer survivor. And so we are going to talk about his survival story, how he got to the other side of a really, really challenging, difficult time in his life. And... You know, he was also kicked out of school, kicked out of college um, or the business program rather. Um, And he tells that story. So, you know, life always, it's ups and it's downs and it's ebbing and it's flowing at all times. And so I think Mike is just an incredible example of how to ride the wave. And so he shares his story. He shares so many entrepreneurial tips on how he's managed to succeed through some really hard times. And I just find this episode overall to be one of the most inspiring ones that we've had in a while. Um, His energy is just super positive and uh, he beams, if you will, (laughs) Uh, just really positive energy. And uh it's so funny because you know in the episode we get into it a little bit but i'm you know you get this sense talking to him that he's just a positive guy that he was that way before he was faced with some pretty pretty crazy uh adversity um but anyways we'll get into all of that in this episode i hope you enjoy it and here we go All right, you guys, welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am super pumped, super honored, really excited for today's episode. And so I have Michael Udell on the podcast, and he is the CEO founder of Can You Beam? Did I say that right? Yes. Or is it just Beam? Beam?
1: Well, technically it's Beam Be Amazing, but our hashtag or our handles are all you can beam
0: okay. Yes. I follow along. So I've got, you can beam is the at you can beam, um, which is beam and also campus protein. And so we are going to chat about his two businesses today, but we're also going to chat, I think more importantly about his story. And, uh, and that's the reason why I wanted to have him on the podcast today, because there's a million founders out there, a million CEOs, but I think that you have an incredible story around how you created all that you have and what your mission is in this life. And, you know, the, 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 basis behind this entire podcast is all mindset related. And so kind of the the mindset that it's taken you to get to where you are today. So I want to thank you for being on.
1: Oh my God, thank you. I've been uh, saying this to you earlier. I am so excited to hop on this a uh, chat and talk with you all about everything that you kind of translate from your messaging to, to your brand and your identity and your inspiration and hope that I could shed some light uh, in that regard, from my story and my two brands, and and kind of everything that I embody as a uh, motivator and an in, uh, inspiration.
0: Yeah, you you absolutely are. If I've seen you know some things on Instagram and and videos, and you know you've kind of you're someone who's come like a comeback kid against all odds. But I think your story is is just interesting in terms of percentages and what you were told in the beginning. So let let's talk about your story. Let's talk about. Um, I guess the the best part to start is always at the beginning. So
1: The beginning started at Indiana University in, uh, I would say, 2010, where um, I was just kicked out of the business school because I failed calculus for the third time. Uh, I didn't do anything wrong. I just stink at A squared plus B squared. I don't even know. I'm usually good at math, but not in this case. So I decided to... Uh, go the fashion route and study fashion. And right at that time where I transitioned out of my majors, uh, my best friend uh, and now business partner of 10 plus years uh, was in the meathead fraternity. All they did was, was work out and party hard. And he told me he was starting this new company called campus protein. And I had no idea, anything about workout supplements. I loved working out, but very limited knowledge there. And I said, well, I'm friends with a lot of people on campus. Like I could be your sales guy. And we started it together out of his dorm room. And uh, after two years of being very successful, uh, we needed to graduate and we needed to make the decision, big boy jobs or, or try this entrepreneurial thing out. I had a job at Ralph Lauren. He had a job at Macy's uh, and we turned those down and we ended up uh, going the entrepreneurial route and we ended up winning a business plan competition held by Indiana University uh, from prestigious alumni, uh, CEO of careerbuilder.com. Mark Cuban later joined it. Uh, So very, very exciting to to get validated right after college. You fast forward five, six years, we were really successful building the brand, going from campus to campus. Uh, We had a representative program of 3,000. Uh, college reps. We were at 300 schools. It was a really exciting time. And uh, we ended up going for a a raise or a round of funding uh, with the idea of starting our own private line brand. So Campus Protein, think like the, the GNC or the vitamin shops of the world, a retailer for college kids on a budget. But we didn't actually have a brand. And we wanted to start something completely separate and it wasn't going to be connected to to Campus Protein just yet. But what we knew was we learned so much about the industry and we learned how the industry was flawed. Uh, and the, the key components uh, happened to do with the female demographic. And we found that uh, the female demographic in supplements and working out was just taken advantage of. And it shed a light to pink taxing, which we obviously do not like. It shed a light of weaker labels or weaker formulas, lack of transparency. And the worst part was the intimidation in this industry. When you just start working out, you have no idea what you're doing, whether it's weightlifting, cardio or whatever it is. And we wanted to right those wrongs. We wanted to to start by fixing those. We had no idea what the formulas were going to be. We had no idea what the brand was going to be. And that summer, I developed a cough. Uh, the cough, I was 27 years old at the time. I was in the best shape of my life, and that cough just did not go away. I went in for an x-ray thinking it was pneumonia, and this is where I found out the terrible news that I was uh, riddled with tumors, not one, not two, but three massive tumors in my chest. Oh wow! Um, I was in chemotherapy within a week, and I was diagnosed with stage two Hodgkin's lymphoma. And this is where you kind of alluded to with the odds. Hodgkin's lymphoma is an extremely treatable cancer. Uh, It's dangerous and it's deadly, obviously, and it's rare, but the science is really good for it. And the the doctors were were telling me, hey, you'll have a 90% plus chance to beat this thing within six months. That's That's great odds. I'll take those odds any day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I did the math right there and I was fine with that equation. I said, you know what? I'm going to put my head down. not even going to tell anybody other than uh, my business partners and my immediate family about what's going on. Um, I'm going to shave my head and, and kind of keep this hush hush. And my thought process was I wanted to show people that at the end of the six months, I was going to reveal that I had cancer and show people that like, Oh my God, like I interacted with this person. I uh, worked with this person. I did all these things. And this person had something going on because I wanted that to be the message. Um, I didn't, really see myself as an inspiration. I didn't see myself as, um, positivity. I just, that's who I was. I didn't, I didn't want to like my life to stop just because I was told I had cancer. And unfortunate for me, I ended up failing a lot of chemotherapy. So here comes more more math. It wasn't one, which was six months. It wasn't two, which was a clinical trial. I ended up failing multiple, uh, chemotherapies to the point where I had to switch hospitals. So, Um, I ended up switching to a hospital called Memorial Sloan Kettering or MSK, and it was a hospital that really didn't believe in traditional protocol. So at this point, they were just saying to me, Hey, we're going to do this radiation plus, uh, chemo treatment that we hope to save your life. My odds went from that 90% all the way down to 30% in a very Mm. short period of time. I ended up getting the radiation and that chemotherapy did end up saving my life. And the name of that chemo or the acronym of that chemotherapy was B-E-A-M. And that's where the name BEAM comes from of my new venture, uh, BEAM Be Amazing. And uh, I'm four years as of Sunday uh, in remission. So I'm really happy and fortunate to say that I'm healthy now. Uh, I'm utilizing this new freedom, this new life that I have. Um, for the greater good. And this brand beam or beam be amazing that I've built with my incredible team. Uh, the best part about it is our impact. So uh throughout the two years that we've built it, we've donated close to a half a million dollars just to cancer research. Yet mm-hmm. we've also planted thousands of trees and we have other initiatives, but even another one that is really important to me is that through betterhelp.com and our partnership we've donated or gifted over 500 free months of therapy to our customers. And
0: that
1: the, that's the type of stuff where like, when you get this, this purpose, when you get this extra or second chance or whatever chance you want to call it, what are you going to do with that time? What are you going to do with the fact that you woke up this morning? And I always say, I got to wake up this morning and some people haven't in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. And I'm going to make the most of my days because of that. So that's my story. That's, that's my beam story, that's my campus protein story, and there's obviously so much packed into that, but tried to do it as quick as possible.
0: no, that was that was amazing. And there's so much to unpack in that. And you know, I, you know I, I'm a soul cycle instructor, and that is something that I talk about in probably all of my classes. i I, I think I bring it up probably. I'm like alive well breathing check, check, check. I'm like every single day that we get to wake up and we get to check those, those boxes, like it's a good day. And you know that if you woke up, you opened your eyes today and you took a breath, that means it's going to be a good day. So is it going to be an easy day? No, not all the time. And are you going to be faced with struggles and challenges and, and all these other things? Like, yeah, probably, but it's still going to be count. You can still count it as a win. It's a W it's a good day. Yep. You know, and so I always try to take that same kind of mentality throughout everything that I do. And I always try to like remind people of that. Um, I think whether you have a kind of you you experience something like that in your own life or you experience it from someone who's really, really close to you, I think it just puts a huge perspective on how lucky we are, right and And a lot of times how small our problems actually are,
1: yep. I think that uh, human nature, and this is nothing to cause fault of anybody, but just the fact of how we are as people, is you don't get perspective until you get put up against the wall, until your life is threatened. And I always okay. said, uh, I don't believe in karma. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't have an apple one day and cause, or bad apple one day and cause myself to get. Uh, cancer, the gun was just pointed at me. The figurative gun was pointed at me. And I had two options. I had, you know what, let them pull the trigger and give up or fight like hell and, and win this battle that I'm at. And, and that battle caused me to realize where I was as a human. I was 27 years old in Manhattan having a blast with this thing called life, but I wasn't really living life. And right. everybody's definition of living life is different, but I went from booking meetings months down the road, vacations months down the road. So all I care about was that I woke up this morning and the difference in appreciating the moments and the seconds versus the months and the days and 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 kind of having that long-term vision uh, really improved my quality of life. And, and that plus my positivity is what people started telling me was uh, the reason why they gravitated and were so inspired by me that it took me a lot of time to realize that, you know what, you can be inspirational, you can be authentic while doing it. And it was just a a byproduct of who I am as a person. And I believe that all challenges are on purpose. Otherwise, what's the point? So Mm -hmm. if I got this challenge, what am I going to do with this challenge? And everybody gets them. And there's just different levels of how they are to you. Because if somebody Uh, got one challenge and they think, oh, that's not that big of a deal. It might be a huge deal to somebody else. So I always told myself, somebody else probably has it worse. So let's just attack this challenge and make it all about you and and make sure that you can complete it.
0: Yeah, I see that. And it's it's so interesting to me to think about, you know, kind of rewinding to, you know, your post-college choices that you made and kind of the bird's eye view that you can take on that, which is, you know, and I talk a lot about it on this podcast is that so often in life, we do what we think we're supposed to do instead of actually listening to like our gut and our calling. And I think to myself, you know, you were here, you are someone who got kicked out of business school, who became a successful entrepreneur, right? But, you know, you getting kicked out of business school, you had no choice at this time to reroute. And so you, you're, you find yourself in fashion, you get offered a job at Ralph Lauren, which is a big, freaking deal. Um, But I just think about rewinding to your life choices. And it's so crazy to me, I think, that you turn that that opportunity, what so many people would say, what an incredible opportunity, opportunity of a lifetime, some might say, um, to just kind of take a chance. And This chance gave you what I would probably venture to say an incredible community to to support you through your journey of, you know, battling cancer, because I don't know that you would have had that insane, incredibly supportive community if you were working in fashion versus you being in the wellness and fitness space. Not to say those people aren't lovely, of course they are, but it's a little different.
1: I mean, I couldn't agree with you more because I mean, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. And there's so many reasons that I can use, even just in my battle and affecting others, because down the line, I even had people in my life that supported me during my 18 month battle that ended up battling themselves years down the road. And they used my battle and my, my positivity to affect their fight. And that alone was so valuable. But you saying that when you said it, I was already thinking of all the people that supported me. And they were all through my journey of building Campus Protein. And for example, I had an office space in a WeWork. I ended up befriending a lot of people in that work environment. And I would have never done that at Ralph Lauren. It would have been different people. But those were some of my biggest supporters. And uh, I've celebrated numerous weddings of theirs this year. And they're lifelong friends. They're I wouldn't be here without them because they made my fight so possible and they gave me the win behind me to, to push me through. And yeah, that was pretty cool. As you were saying that, I was just thinking of all the people and, uh, this is the community that I was, uh, not forced into, but kind of it happened and it was for a reason. And I think that's really cool to think about it like that.
0: Yeah. I mean the fitness industry, and i'm 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 lumping you know protein uh into the fitness industry because obviously they go hand in hand, but you know, I always say to anybody if you move to a new city or you find yourself lost or you find yourself looking for your people, like go to a group fitness class, go to the same one over and over again, introduce yourself to people like. There are people just like you who are in that room who are also looking for friends and like who are also looking for like a community, a team of people like I've never seen or ever found any other space quite like it, um, in my opinion. And all of my best friends I've met at SoulCycle, like everyone I know and love in my whole entire circle of people I've met in the fitness industry.
1: 100%. I moved here to Nashville uh, during COVID in 2020. I had no friends. Everyone's like, why'd you move there? And it was for work because we make Beams product down the road. But the only way I made friends here was through F45. And we didn't have a SoulCycle because I actually looked for a SoulCycle here or an Equinox or something because yeah. that was what I loved in, in Manhattan. And I just chose F45 just to try it. And that's where I made my friends. And 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 then I tried... Uh, meeting their friends. And honestly, I'm so thankful that group fitness is a thing now, because back in the day, it was way different. And uh, the people that you surround yourself make you better. And you gravitate towards that. And you, over time, filter out the ones that don't. And I think that when you collectively want to better yourself, and group fitness is that, you do better yourself. If you think it, if you do it, it will happen. It just is a matter of time. So I think that that's really, really wise choice of words to say, if you're ever feeling lonely, if you ever feel like you need new friends, or if you want to embark on a new chapter, try group fitness, because it's so much more than just a workout class.
0: Yeah, I 110% would agree with that. Um, So back to your story. So you're working on campus protein, you're battling this awful, you know, disease now not disease uh disease yes yeah
1: it's a disease yeah
0: um and you know you're trying to get through this you know what did you lean on the most besides people so were there podcasts you're listening to books you're reading um like from my perspective it seems like to me on the outsider perspective that you're just kind of a positive guy and you've kind of always been that way and that's just kind of who you like were put on this earth to be um but were you always that way and what did you lean on to in your darkest moments
1: So I would say always positive. That's a fair statement. I didn't realize how positive I was until this happened because people would always tell me, they're like, how are you so positive right now? Like, it's okay to be like negative. And I'm like, why? Like, yeah, it stinks. I feel not 100%. I'm not me, but I'm here. So I would always say that. What I leaned on um, was distractions and the distractions were always there um, in, in the form of support, whether it was work, I would go to work, but I wasn't really functioning at a hundred percent. I would even go to the gym and I would like walk on a treadmill. Uh, I wasn't a hundred percent, but dictating my quality of life over letting the cancer dictate my quality of life was how I got through it. I, um, I read a book by Stuart Scott, uh, a Former ESPN employee and like sports center host. He passed away from cancer, but he articulated it so well how battling cancer is and how do you succeed when battling cancer. And it was basically that message you beat cancer by living your quality of life and not letting cancer. It has nothing to do with surviving or not surviving. And he really showed me how to be selfish. And I think something you said earlier is really important. I think selfish always has such a negative connotation, but you could be a extremely selfish person for your benefit and a selfless person for others uh, at the same time. And I think I began to be selfish with my friends. I filtered out bad friends and I only focused on the good ones. I filtered out things that I didn't want to do in terms of like social things. And I focused on things that I did want to do. Um, And it was, it was really me enhancing my quality of life while I was losing quality of life is what got me through it.
0: I mean, I think that's incredible advice for, for anybody. I mean, it's like, you know, we call it spring cleaning where, you know, it's like this, the weather starts to change and all of a sudden you get this like urge to just clean out your closet and just like organize your sock drawer. I don't know. Um, You know, but I think you know we need that as human beings in life whether whether you're battling something like that on the background or not like it's it's really nice sometimes to get that granular i think with with your life and say like what's working what's no longer working and what can i do better and sometimes you know it's like that that crazy saying that everybody's heard a million trillion times which is sometimes friends are there for a reason a season or a lifetime right so not every friend that we make or every person that is in our lives is is meant to be there for the long haul and that's okay.
1: 100%.
0: You know? And so it's okay to get granular with our lives and really decide like have that discussion with ourselves like what's working here and what's no longer working because like it's okay to let some things go and to be really, really selfish and I talk about that also in Cycle all the time that you know, it's, it's, you have to be selfish it's necessary if yep. you actually want to be there for everybody else in your life if you want to be a better brother, sister, you know husband, wife, partner, sibling, friend, coworker, the list goes on and on and on but if you want to be better, one one of those categories of your life, then you have to turn inward first. And so we don't pour from an empty cup. You pour from like you give from like what's running over. That's that's what you share. And so you have we have to turn inward and fill our own cups for- in order to be there for everybody else, you know?
1: Yeah. That was very well articulated. And I couldn't agree, could not agree more because. I always felt being selfish was the wrong thing. I always focused on work and, and making sure that my friends were happy or, or going to events or doing things of these pressures that just eat away at you. And if you're not whole, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're you're only like going to hurt others and you're always going to do the wrong thing. So you have to have a strong foundation on an internal level. And that's why I think that mental health is so important. Self-care is so important. Fitness and health and wellness is so important. And everybody has a different definition and everybody has different ways of going about it. And as long as you're doing it for you and you feel good about it, don't worry about the noise outside. Make sure that you close that off and make sure that you're happy. And I think that you'll ultimately succeed because of that.
0: I could not agree more. And I also, you know, the bit that you said about going to events, like it's also, it's okay to say no to things. You know, that's then yeah. You know, I've had years, I think, you know, it's, it's, it it ebbs and it flows, but I've had years where my like New Year's resolution was to say yes to more things. And then I've had years where my New Year's resolution was like, I need to say no to more things, right? So like you have a yes year, you have a no year, but like either way it's getting really good. I think at saying yes, when you mean yes and saying no, when you mean no.
1: Yeah. And, and know that if the person on the other end or the person who's receiving that, if they're not your true friend, it doesn't matter what the answer is. So, and if they are your true friend, it doesn't matter what the answer is. So that's why you can be selfish. And I think that that's really important.
0: Yeah. So you're still simultaneously running both of these business businesses. Would you say that the success that you found um, early on at Campus Protein, did you copy paste that same business model and is that how beam became so successful so quickly because the company's only been around for what like two years now
1: yeah we started 10 days before covid horrible day to start uh the the world shut down we started march 4th uh 2020 so uh it was a rough basically eight months once we started it but yeah so when you run a health and wellness e-commerce site for at that point seven or eight years Uh, you kind of learn what works and what doesn't work. But we never did influencer marketing. That was the marketing lever for Beam. I understood it. Uh, I learned probably in the first eight months, 10 years worth of uh, marketing knowledge when it comes to influencer marketing. But uh, we truly uh, leverage all of the lessons we learned prior, both on the e-commerce side, marketing side, and brand storytelling that now has overflowed into beam and i think beams success now is even more than what we could have ever imagined at this point point. and it's really inspiring to me to see what this impact that we've been able to do with these incredible athletes or our influencers uh, message to all of their following and we are so thankful for them because at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day i should say we were nobody and they gave us a chance and like I said, everything happens for a reason. And we have story after story of athlete that gave us a chance and is so thankful and has been with us since day one that just really demonstrates what we are as a brand. I always say we're a great brand by run by really good people. And we don't have egos here at Beam. We truly just want to do what's right in this space. We want to be the best brand out there. And our product evolution in just 24 months speaks about that, our uh, brand messaging, our philanthropy. There's just everything about our brand. I feel like we're just doing the right thing. And over time, I truly believe we will be recognized as one of the best brands in this space just by doing the right thing.
0: I love that. Yeah, my favorite is the, uh, this, like the, the cinnamon toast crunch uh, protein. Oh
1: yeah, that's our best-selling vegan protein actually in the yeah. past. So that's cinnamon uh, cinnamon cereal or Cinnamon yeah. Toast Crunch, basically. And it's just like the milk. But uh, the birthday cake was so successful that it was a seasonal flavor, a once-a-year flavor, that we ended up just making it a all-time running flavor. And that's become number one. And tomorrow, we're actually launching, or uh, it will be launched by the time you guys hear this, our uh, brown sugar oatmeal flavor, which was a flavor that I wanted to launch the brand with. And a funny story, and this is how, like, behind the scenes work. I remember being in the meeting and we we're saying blueberry muffin first, uh, peanut butter second, and maybe a chocolate flavor. So we wanted to be exciting, but not too exciting. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I love oatmeal in the morning. And when I was a kid, I would have brown sugar oatmeal. And uh, the team was just like, well, the name is has sugar in it. We don't use sugar in our in our vegan protein. It's, is it product confusion? Is it uh, formulation yeah. confusion? And I was just like, okay, I just think it's a great flavor. I, I mean, maybe down the road we could do it. And yeah. the response has been, even though it's been twenty-four months or two years later, the response has been incredible for all of the people who have tried it so far. So I'm really excited for this flavor. It works great as a protein shake. It works even better as like protein oats or overnight oats. Yeah. Uh, so it's sense. like it's a very versatile flavor, and I'm very excited for it. And then we have so much down the pipeline that we're like so excited for and and Beam's just getting started right now. So it's, it's, it's really exciting times.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, congratulations. That's like, Thank
1: you. that's
0: a, that's a damn good, you know, four years or, you know, that you've had and, and, uh, you know, celebrating four years of remission and two successful businesses and, you know, just a positive guy who's out there spreading a good message and also doing philanthropy work. Um, I, I think it's really awesome. Oh,
1: thank you. And and the truth is that like you said earlier, the support. I mean, my business partners are phenomenal. My team that, that runs both Beam and CP are even more incredible. And when one goes down, the other's support and the other comes to to rise and, and really take over. And our athletes, our employees, our just partners in general are just the reason why we're here. So, uh, as much as as I can do, I will. But I'm so thankful for all the people and the support systems around me.
0: Yeah. So, is there any piece of advice that you would give to you know a young entrepreneur, or someone out there who's listening, who wants to start a business, dreams of starting a business, you know, isn't quite sure where to begin, where to start, and uh, is maybe struggling with their journey? Yeah, I think the the easiest also, answer. Hold on, to oh, interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. I said young entrepreneur. I take that back. Any entrepreneur at any age who want, who, anybody. I don't know why I said young. You don't need to be young just for anybody out there listening. So
1: do (laughs) continue. (laughs) That's fair. I mean, I technically started uh, Beam at at 29. So that that works. So uh, young definitely does not matter. It really doesn't. I was 21 when I started Campus Protein. And I was working with 45-year-olds. Some of my best friends here are... 10 years younger than the people that they manage. So um, age does not matter at all in this space. Passion is everything. And I think that the true successful people are the most passionate, not because they care the most, but they're willing to fight the most. And Mm -hmm. I think fighting is the most important thing in entrepreneurism. And you're told no a million times because your idea technically doesn't exist, right? That's why you're bringing it to the surface and you're you're coming to, to the real world terms of it. And you're going to bring that idea to other people, and everybody's going to have an opinion. But passion is both being knowledgeable and listening to those opinions, but making the decision on your own to persevere and go through. And uh, we've been told a million times, we've been told yes a million times, and have been stopped and halted, and and have experienced friction on so many different encounters because this thing called life doesn't make everything easy. And being an entrepreneur has freedom but it also has a ton of limitations. And the only way you get through those limitations is to be passionate and to be strong and to really work your butt off to get through it.
0: Yeah. I agree with all those points. I think, I think passion is super important. And I, I think for me, in in terms of the things that I want to create and succeed at and, you know, all of it, I think the best thing I try to focus, or the, the thing I try to focus on the most is taking messy action as well. Like, everyone thinks they need to have some perfect finished product when they start. And I'm like, you just don't, that's just not the way it is. Just go, just go for it. Cannonball into the deep end, you know, don't, you know, think less and do more.
1: It is so true. Everyone's paralyzed by the thought of not being perfect. And the truth is that every brand out there, I'm not, I'm not saying like 99%, I'm saying hundred percent of brands had to get to where they are today, whether it's day one or Day 101 or day million, it doesn't matter. They had to make something that wasn't perfect. And mm. by you just putting yourself out there and letting yourself fail, as long as you have that perseverance, as long as you have that strength and that passion, you will live to fight another day and you will fix that wrong and you will only get better. And I think that that is so important in, in being an entrepreneur is to know that you know what, you are good enough, you are strong enough to handle it, and you don't need to be handheld. Because wherever you were prior, whether it was nowhere and you're just going to be a young entrepreneur, or you're breaking out of that corporate culture where you have a boss and you have red tape and you have people saying yes or no, it's okay to fail. It's okay to go on your own. Have the confidence, write it down, make sure you know it, that you're good enough. And being good enough allows you to get better, to be great. So I really do think that it's important uh, a lot of people don't have the confidence. They do. They don't allow them themselves to have the confidence. They actually just do and think mm-hmm. that they're good enough to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always say too, like action is what builds confidence. So if you get out there and you're in the doing Like you have to remain in a state of doing no matter what. And then the confidence comes later. People think it's the other way around that you should, you know, you have to find confidence somewhere under a rock or something. (laughs) And then once you have the confidence, then you can take action. No, like you take action from a place of fear. A lot of times you take action from a place of, of unknowing where you don't know what's next or you're unsure. um, You're scared. You're worried, like doubt, all of that. That's the place you take action from. And the confidence actually comes later down the road.
1: hundred percent. I can promise you that the Jeff Bezos of the world, like the Elon Musks of the world, yeah, they have an arrogance. They have a confidence about them that you think is like, oh my God, a, a once in a lifetime uh, brilliant human being. They were always brilliant. Don't get me wrong. But they were never that confident. They were never that poised because they had to grow that way. And And I can guarantee that. And these personalities... Are where they are today because of their passion and their strength and their confidence that built over time. And I, I really agree with that because you look at some of these billionaires, why are they still doing it? If anybody could live their life on a billion dollars and live their life to the utmost, unlimited life, but yet yeah. they're still running their businesses, why? Because their journey is never ending. They're still building themselves. And money is one factor of success, but uh, building these empires just prove that they're just building that confidence, building that platform and that foundation over yeah. time.
0: Yeah, brilliance is cultivated. Is what just popped into my head. Yeah, yeah, but it's and it's, it's supported, changed.
1: and it's yeah. supported. I think another factor is like with entrepreneurs, they think that like they're on their own. I'm. I think my life motto is to never be the smartest guy in the room. I mean, I have my skill set. I'm very good at what I do, but I'm not the best at everything. And my team makes me the best because they make me better and whether it's my CMO Tarun who's brilliant with marketing or our CEO who's just brilliant with everything Russell and he has just made me better over time and same with Tarun and then all of our employees just as much whenever they come into our meetings we're collaborative and to have the ego or lack thereof that somebody could be better than you can be smarter than you can make you better and I think that's really important going forward
0: Yeah. I would agree. All right. So I will ask you just one more question. Uh, Thank you for sharing your story and all the entrepreneurial tips that have come along with it, because that's been amazing. Um, But what's the best piece of advice that you would give the younger version of you?
1: To never stop growing because the journey never ends. So you could always be better and nothing's immediate. I think one of the coolest things that I learned about body transformations when I was building Campus Protein, that there's three different factors of body transformations. There's you noticing it, there's your body noticing it, and then there's other people noticing it. And they're all on different timelines. And I'm not going to give you the exact timelines because it doesn't matter. Just know that time is a factor that can change productivity and success. And if you give yourself time, you will get better. Your body will get better. Your product will get better. And the world will see all of that in their own light. So I think that that's really important when it comes to building businesses, building yourself and just overall life.
0: Wow. I actually, I actually love that so much because I've heard that transformation situation before in terms of your body. But I was, as you were saying it, I was like, wow, you know, I, I, I bet that really actually kind of applies to everything.
1: Yeah. Because you see your body every morning in the mirror, right? So you think your body is not transforming. Right. But or your if product
0: or your business that you're working. Yeah.
1: 100%. But your mom or your dad or your college friend will be like, oh, let me go check in on Mike. Holy crap. He's doing X, Y, and Z. That's amazing. Meanwhile, I'm every day grinding, feeling like I'm not going anywhere. It's a completely different perspective. And I think that that's really important. And uh, once yeah. I learned the body transformation, I applied it to pretty much everything because uh, you don't notice your transformation. Uh, as fast as other people do. And it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I never heard that before. And I love that perspective. Um, well, thank you so much for being on for sharing your story and for all of the amazing, incredible tips and tricks. I feel like I need to re listen to this episode a second time and just with pen and paper, <laughs> and, like write it all down.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It was actually a pleasure to be on here today. I had so much fun speaking with you and Thank you again for having me.
0: All right. That is a wrap on Mike Udell on the pod, you guys. I told you that this episode was going to be a good one. And I, I just don't know about you. Like I said, like I'm like I just want to hit play on it again because I feel like there's so many like moments where I, there's like things to write down, things to remember. I especially really did actually so much love that transformation thing because I've seen that in terms of you know body transformations. But it's the truth when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the trenches, and when you're cr- trying to create something or succeed at something, it is gonna feel like no one notices. No one cares. No one sees your effort. You, you yourself don't even see the fruits of your labor, the results, you know, and for some time, right? It takes. And then eventually you start to see your results. Eventually you start to see the pendulum begin to swing. But then sometimes it's not, it's long after that until. The world catches up and everyone around us begins to see our strides, begins to see all of this effort and all of this work and all of this time and energy that we put into becoming better versions of ourselves or creating something that we want to share with the world. And so it's just a reminder to put your head down, to roll your sleeves up and to get to work and don't worry about what anybody has to say about it or if anyone notices at all, don't worry about that. You just worry about you, you focus on you and kind of just keep your eye on the horizon and ride the freaking wave the same way Mike did. So that's a wrap, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow Mike on Instagram at Udell, Y-E-W-D-E-L-L. You can also find him at Campus Protein and at You Can Be and find us on Instagram at Very Best Self. And that's it. That is a wrap. So we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much.